In five, four, three. Remember that from Wayne's World? When they count them in? What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly on the other side of the tracks, down on the docks, dive bar style podcast of and about and surrounding the Seattle Mariners baseball club that you are listening to right here on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from, or maybe you're checking out these clips on our social media or on up on youtube yeah we're putting this up on youtube while odyssey is going to roll us over onto theirs at some point we're still going to put some of these episodes up on there so if you want to just you know listen to these chilling at home doing the dishes you know cooking dinner cooking breakfast it'll be available for you you know you want to save some uh save some juice on your phone and you just put it on your fire tv or your apple tv you're all good to go um, and yes, you know, if you haven't say hello to us, you know, make sure to, uh, hit us up on the socials, like I said, or maybe if you're listening on Apple, give us one of those reviews, maybe those five-star reviews. You know, we love five tool baseball players here on the rye bread and mustard and Mariners podcast, but you know what we love more than that? A really good five-star review. So if you are so inclined to give us one of those, that'll help us out a lot. Anyways, on today's episode, this is our first episode since uh, opening day. Um, opening day was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of pageantry, uh, a lot of pageantry, and uh, we got a victory. I said, "All right, this is a great, uh, you know, breaking point for me to take my little mini vacation, uh, aka also going to WrestleMania." <laughs> And we'll be back. The Mariners will be taking care of business. We'll be doing an episode, you know, with the Mariners, the four or five game winning streak. That's not the case. The, at the time of this recording, we, they have not won since I like just kind of checked out here, Hanno. Anyways, of course, that's my introduction for my co-host, who's always here, who's always happy, who's always positive about the Mariners. Here he is. Here's the big reveal on uh, YouTube. We got Hanno up in Desmond. What's going on in Mariners land, Hanno? You got to fill me in because I've, I've been at WrestleMania. And I'm like, what in the f- happened? Man, your voice sounds like you've been watching Mariner baseball. A little <laughs> fatigued, a little upset there, but uh, you must have had a good time at WrestleMania, huh? I had a stupendous time. Uh, maybe one of the best events I've ever been to, and I've been to playoff games i've been to home run derbies i've been to all-star games this two days at sofi uh stadium down here in la the wwe absolute wwe absolutely uh you know pulled out all the stops i've been screaming i've been yelling i feel like i've been living in that parking lot over there at sofi for a couple of days you know out there just eating hamburgers and hot dogs that's specifically what my diet was for two days i think it was couple of cheeseburgers, a hot dog, a couple of cheeseburgers, a hot dog, a cheesesteak, and more cheeseburgers. That's pretty much – I was a cheeseburger in paradise, you know, trademark Jimmy Buffett, but that's that's what I've been doing. That's good, man. It sounds like the event delivered. 
Uh, for me, watching Mariner baseball, they sure haven't delivered, and they sure haven't delivered with men in scoring position or a man on third with nobody out. I mean, it's it's been rough to watch Mariner baseball here these last four games. Yeah, and why I sound so upbeat, I sound like I just came back from Sandals Resort getting like massages and drinking pina coladas. No, I've been having a lot of grease uh, <laughs> down there. But listen, I mean, I'm I'm feeling like okay, I. I have this feeling of, okay, I really didn't miss a lot. I mean, I checked in on the scores and things, but I definitely checked out. We were going to have an episode coming out today or yesterday. I'm sorry, but we, I guess you guys ran into some technical difficulties and it was just, you know, it was, it is what it is. We're going to be reviewing the um, four game series. We're going to talk about what happened with Cleveland and also what just happened here in game one with the angels, and then maybe, I don't know uh, if you got any questions or you want to talk a little bit about WrestleMania. I think maybe we should talk a little bit about wrestling at the end so that you could just, you know. Decompress can, before I go to bed. Yeah, a little decompress before you go to bed. And, of course, I can uh, just tell my wrestling stories that I've been just begging to to tell you, even though it has nothing to do with a, a Mariners podcast. Maybe everybody needs to hear a little bit of WrestleMania talk at the end. All right, let's just jump right into it, Hanno. Um, let's do this. Let's just talk about this Angels game that just uh, wrapped up um, uh, a little bit before we uh, were recording here. Um, Mariners uh, do not get that uh, series opening win that Scott Service loves to go out and get. Can you tell us what happened tonight? Yeah, it was kind of a rough game. A lot of uh, the same Stuff went on from what we saw over the weekend. Some uh, shoddy defense here and there. Um, you know, guys, the da- the bottom of the order, uh, JP came through with a couple tonight. and uh, But otherwise, else, they've stunk. Um, yeah, I mean, JP on that defensive play made a great diving play. You know, made a nice flip glove flip to Haggerty and he threw it in this you know in the stands we saw a lot of errors over the weekend and uh it continued today uh as well as the Mariners just couldn't get that big hit you know they were I mean halfway through the game they only had two hits couple doubles down the line to each direction one by Ty and one by Eugenio and other than that then uh you know it was a close game towards the end and they bring in Festa and they brought up the stat how the Mariners bullpen hasn't been as strong this year yeah that's for sure I mean average wise and and um their ERA has been fine but they've walked some guys so far and Festa you know walked one guy and the next batter took it 417 feet out of the center field so and then that was all she wrote so yeah more of the same from what I saw over the weekend yeah, and and to be fair, Kirby didn't uh, didn't look like he had his best stuff. Only went four and a third, uh, gave up nine hits, four runs, all earned. Uh, walked a batter, got five strikeouts, and like you mentioned, gave up a, a colossal home run. Uh, what did you see out of Kirby here in his first start of the season? Yeah, a little uncharacteristic. I mean, he had a lot of I thought hard hit contact against him, um, but. You know, it's the first start. Uh, he missed, you know, on a couple of his spots. Uh, I'm kind of critical of Murphy, too. I thought Murphy gave away a couple strikes, too, on the corners. They were very close. I thought he could have done a better job framing, but it's here nor there. Um, it just wasn't one of the better outings for George. 
Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. The pitching has been one thing, but uh, to be honest, when I'm when I'm you know scrolling through scores and kind of peeking in at this while I was at the showcase of the Immortals, um, I haven't seen a lot on in that on you know in the box score for the hitters that have made me excited. I'm not seeing a lot of highlights out there, if any. Uh, I know that in the uh, you know series finale with uh, Cleveland, they you know kind of put up some runs, but. They haven't been able to answer back when they've uh, had a had a you know the big deficit. No, really interesting stat I came across when I was trying to see if there what some of the reaction was going out there. Uh, I think his name's Jeremy Crom. He posted that Julio Ty and Eugenio and Cal are combined seven or twenty three for seventy four, and the rest of the team is eight for eighty six. Wow. So that's bad. And then another guy posted, Mariner Moose, that um, there are bench players, which include Murphy, Haggerty, who hit the ball hard today. That's his first game I've really seen him get a full game in. Pollock, Hummel, and Listella, they're a big whopping one for 35 to start the season. Wow. I mean, it's, it's just been not a very good week. Um, you know, the, the, the good news is, or something to, not the good news, but I mean, a way to look at this is the Mariners were never really over 500 to what the 4th of July last year. Um, you know, and that was like, you've mentioned before you take away that 14 game winning streak. It's a whole nother conversation we're having here about the team, but, uh, it happened, um, but yeah, a four-game losing streak uh, at home to kick off the year with all the hype, and I we were selling you the hype. I was down at spring training. Um, this team, you know, as advertised, it just seemed like they had this this swagger to them. It's just it seems like you know again, this is me for, well just kind of catching up on everything now that I'm back from the WWE universe. But it just seems like. It's just, it's failing to launch so far. Yeah, like those stats that I mentioned about those four players. I mean, they're really true. I mean, if you think about the games, Julio's been really great. I think he's had three or four multi-hit games already, uh, including a leadoff home run the uh, the last series. Um, Gino's got at least three doubles already. Ties look solid. And Cal hasn't played every game, and he's done something positive other than a defensive miscue the other game that cost him. And that's a big deal. We've had a lot of errors and miscues at, at critical times. Um, you mentioned that Robbie Ray game. Yeah, he walked uh, a bunch of guys, but we had three errors in that game, and that's just unheard of for the Mariners. And that was the second game of the season. I just kind of felt, oh, let's get it out of the way. It's early. Um, you know, let's, it's a bunch of walks by our starting pitcher, a bunch of errors, no big deal. We'll come get them tomorrow, but it just seemed like it's continued to, uh, uh, snowball a little bit and we have not played a clean game of baseball yet. Yeah. It's, it's, you can't, you can't give major league teams 30 outs. 
you know, 31 outs in a game. Uh, it's it's always going to bite you in the ass. It, it really is. I think the errors, of course, I mean, I, I don't think this, you don't have to be a scientist, but the errors will hurt you more than the walks because errors can always lead to multi-bases. Sometimes it happens when there's runners in motion on the bases. They can be very deadly things. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in that game that Robbie pitched, uh, there was a sacrifice fly to right field to Teoscar. Uh, the runners were appearing to tag. He threw home. Zanino was going back to first. It went off him towards the, the opposing team's dugout. Robbie Ray was backing up home plate like he would. He got the ball, and an extra guy was trying to score, and he tried to make a play, an off-balance throw to home to try to get him. And it just, you know, threw it by him. And then that's another error and another run scores. So it's just, you know, stupid mistakes that have cost this team. Yeah. Um, the errors, I've seen quite a bit of those in spring training. And I try to chalk it up to that's a spring training thing. You know, uh, Perry Hill's definitely going to be, uh, you know, popping those Rolades because uh, <laughs> his stomach has got to be turning right now. This is, this is not the... Uh, the Mariners that we have been accustomed to as far as defense. Again, it's just one week, but we talked about this where getting off to a good hot start, especially when Houston the world champions who have a stranglehold on our division have, you know, their heart and soul out for at least the first month, month and a half. They have a lot of rookies. Yes, some of them are great prospects they're bringing up, but this seemed like this could have been the time to really try to get these stack up some stack up some of these W's before a team like that gets full strength. Uh, we are, you know, now looking at what what is the standings here. We after this recording going into you know Tuesday's game. We're only two and a half out, uh, but the team that we're playing right now is tied for first place. That's the LA Angels at three and one. I know we're talking three, four, five games, but when divisions and uh, wild cards are all, uh, you know, uh, decided by a, a game or a game or two, it's like these games in April, a win now is worth two wins in September when you're chasing. Hey, that's a great point. You know, I was looking at early on in the season with that first series and it was a clunker. We only won one. I was like, well, we got 158 more to go or what have you. But, you know, Cleveland beat us uh, three to one. And then we go to Cleveland, you know, this upcoming weekend. If the uh, M's don't sweep that, Cleveland ends up with a win on the tiebreak against us. And that could be a problem. You know, we're done with Cleveland after this next weekend. So yeah, every game matters. Yeah. It's a long season, but you got to remember, there's a lot of other things that can, you know, happen yeah. if you're not winning games. And yeah. And not to jump so ahead to the Cleveland one myself, but like, Hey, you don't want to go into Cleveland losing another series or potentially getting swept by the angels. You know, because the, the Cleveland Guardians are a playoff level playoff team, you know, so uh, it's not it's not an easy task. This is also their home opener. And, uh, you know, usually on your home opener, a lot of things that seem to go your way. That's kind of how the baseball gods work. Yeah, it's all uh, 
you know, a game or a season long of streaks and ups and downs. And we're really in a down right now. But luckily, we got the rock going tomorrow or today. If you know, once this is out, I'm hoping to squash this four game losing streak because yeah. you got Otanity going the net the following day to wrap up the series against Chris Flexen, who's stepping in for Robbie Ray. Yeah, you took the words right out my mouth like, hey, this game right now with The Rock, Castillo pitching today, this is why well, this is why you have him on your team. This is a big game already. I know you're sitting here going, what? We've only played five games. Yeah, but we just laid out this nightmare scenario of, you know, losing this series and going into Cleveland and losing another one. And then you're you could possibly be starting off really, really bad and. You know, it doesn't get easier when when I look at the schedule at the end of this month. We're we're seeing the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Phillies. You know, National League champion Phillies, and then the Blue Jays. Yeah, all good teams. The Phillies got swept by Texas, um, and you know they're not going to uh, keep playing. You know, ha- they haven't won a game yet. They might have won tonight. I haven't checked yet, but you're not going to keep that, them down for too much longer so yeah you gotta we just gotta get uh starting to uh make outs when outs are given to us and get some consistent hitting with men in scoring position and get just more consistent hitting period the the, like i said earlier the bottom of the lineup is just horrid yeah here's something here's something that we can uh let's do a little bit of math uh let's see if since Thursday, let's say Thursday to now, if the Kraken have scored more goals than Mariners have scored runs. I, I got the Kraken scores up from from last uh, Thursday till now. So uh, if you want to pull up the Mariners ones or I can pull them up, uh, we're going to do this. Okay, so you, if you're if you're listening to this, keep track. Hannah, are you ready to keep track and I'll and I'll uh, I'll yell them out to you. Uh, sure. Go okay. Ahead. So on Thursday, Kraken scored Three. four four goals. Okay. Okay. The Mariners scored three runs. Okay. On uh, uh Friday, the Kraken did not play. So, uh, and the uh the Mariners did, and the Mariners. Uh, scored a grand total of four runs. On Saturday, the Kraken scored one goal. The Mariners did not plate anybody. They lost uh, two to nothing. Uh, Like we said, that's unfortunate. Logan did his thing. Um, on, uh, Sunday, the Kraken did not play. So the Mariners have a chance here. They lost, uh, in extra innings. They put up five runs. And, you know, here in this Angels game that just wrapped up, the Mariners put a total of three runs together. So right now, before we get into this next Kraken game, uh, what is the Mariners' total of runs in five games? 15. Okay. Now, the Kraken put up eight goals tonight. So where do we have the Kraken, and where do we have the Mariners? How do they stack up? 
Uh, the Mariners beat them 15 runs to 13 goals. The Kraken played three games. The Mariners played five. So essentially the Kraken are scoring more goals and runs per, per capita is what we are saying here. Yes. I, that would I, be I, correct. I don't, I know that hockey has these different rules now where there's more higher scoring, but that shouldn't be the case. That shouldn't be the case when you've brought in somebody like Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, we've had, uh, the, uh, we've had like a big, big, goal to fix and stretch out the lineup offensively we're not seeing it we're still seeing the same guys doing the same thing so far you know julio's doing his thing you got france doing his thing like you said when cal's been in there he's taking care of business suarez has been steady and then you know after that it, it gets it gets pretty thin yeah from me watching teoscar he had a nice double in the last game against the guardians. Uh, but other than that, watching him and watching his at bats, he just looks really in between. Um, he's early on the changeup, late on the fastball. Um, you know, hitters go through that, but that's just my, what I'm noticing from him to start the season. Yeah. I, I'm only going off of the, what the box score says. Like I said, I haven't been saying, seeing this be, because I've been at the showcase of the Immortals, WrestleMania, days one and two. But, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't look good. I mean, people are freaking out, obviously, online. All of these people are – I, I like, we, we have a job to do here. We have a job to do, be a little bit critical when we're talking about this stuff. Uh, but me on the panic button, I'm not there. I see it over there because this division and the wild card division is, if not more competitive this year than last year, it, it does, it does bother me when you, when you, um, you know, have a homestand like this to kick off the season and you're already, you've already clinched a, a, a losing homestand. You yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, all the excitement of opening day, getting off to a good start, uh, winning that first game, um, coming into the season off of last year's great season, the ballpark was packed all weekend with fans. Um, th there's a, a ton of excitement and then to, you know, get off to this start, it's a drag and, um, there's nothing more to say than, I mean, it was just a sloppy weekend of baseball. And then today, um, I saw some more sloppiness on the defensive end, like I mentioned before, and the bats just aren't there. Yeah, they, uh, I think, I think, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be very accountable of all of this, but yeah, it just, hey, these games count right now. I know they're not all going to be W's, but like you said in the Sunday game, uh, just some of the you know fundamental stuff caught us cost them a game. There was you said a uh, bases loaded double play opportunity that turned into a zoo. Can we talk about that? Yeah, I mean, it was a real critical time. Uh, there was, I think, one out, um, bases loaded, comebacker to the uh, pitcher that came in, and um, a nice two-hopper to him, fielded it cleanly, threw it to Cal for one, um, and then had a chance to get the guy at first, the Guardians runner. The Guardians runner was in the baseline if you watched it. You know, he was more on the grass, not in between the designated zone. But 
Cal still got it by him, but he spiked it, and and uh, Ty couldn't come up with a play. And you know, and I, I know you didn't watch it, but you could see after that play, Scott Service came out to talk to the umpires about it to question that. And we have all these rules and stuff now, the new rules that have changed, you know, the games quite a bit. I mean, we had a two-hour game, one of the games during the series. But anyway, getting back to that, um, Scott was talking to the umpires because he wanted to see if he could challenge that. But that's an unchallengeable play, um, which really hurt because it looked like the Cleveland runner was in violation and out of the batter's box. Or out of the baseline, excuse me. Yeah. But again, you make a clean, nice throw, you know, when, when, when the opportunity is there to make the clean, nice throw, you know, you throw the ball to the plate, it's a turn and it's a throw. You're not running up to a ball. I mean, that's a, that is a throw that should be made and usually is. Absolutely. Cal is very uncharacteristic of Cal Raleigh to not get it there. And I would expect him not to have a play like that the rest of the season. But at that moment, it was very critical. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as, as far as, you know, Cal's backup, Tom Murphy's off to a slow start. I mean, a lot of these guys are. I mean, we could sit here and nitpick. We're talking five games, but Tom Murphy is off to a slow start. He's part of what we've been talking about as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we faced a lefty today, our first lefty starting, I believe, this series or this season. Um, he's a guy that was ta- talked about, same with A.J. Pollock. Um and um, Dylan Moore was a guy to be in there facing lefties. We're still waiting on him to get healthy. But, yeah, those guys have not shown, at least in this first game, um, to hit the lefties like they were brought in to, to do. Well, I'll be there. I'll be up there for the second homestand, the entire homestand. We're going to have some some uh, live pop-ups at some places. We'll get to that next week. We'll talk about that. But, um yeah, I just I'm I'm happy to be uh, like I said, uh, coming out of the WWE in, universe, universe and back into the reality of Mariner baseball and going like, oh yes, this is classic Mariner baseball. We're gonna dig ourselves a little bit of a hole just to make it fun. Uh, so it's it's nothing like we've not seen. We kind of thought this was the team that was gonna come out there and start running away with it, which they still can. I mean, uh, but. But going off of the first game where I left off to now, it did still, it felt magical. But uh, it's, it's, it seems like we're seeing a lot of the problems that we've traditionally had. And now, like you said, the bullpen has not came out and taken care of business. They did in the first game, but not, not here the rest of the weekend. Well, I know I should take that back. They they were fine on Saturday. And so three three of the five games they have they have not, but they've also not had defense. Am, am I right? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, we could, it's if it, I yeah, I mean it's it hasn't been a it hasn't been horrible. It hasn't been perfect. Yeah, they've walked way more guys than I can remember. You know, they were a shutdown team where they wouldn't allow anybody on base via walk. So that's a little surprising. It's early on. Uh, it's a little bit of concern. Um, but the defense and how sloppy it's been, that's a big concern because it's just uncharacteristic of this team. You know, they've pitched and caught the ball and it's not been like that. But I don't know, man. I mean, 
Let's if you're ready for it, I'm ready to move on and start talking some. Yeah, I, I'm. I am ready to. <laughs> you know, I'm itching, ready to talk to some wrestling thing. But yeah, we'll be back with another episode talking Mariners stuff. Uh, I just, go ahead. I just wanted to say real quickly, you know, it's tough when you lose three out of four, and then when you lose the first of a home sample, we just got to get back to winning series, baby. That's yes, the, that's yes. the, that's the that's how we do it. They can still win this series. They definitely Absolutely. can still win this series. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I would sit here for the sake of conversation, look up numbers. And if I'm just reading off of the numbers that I'm seeing, I did not watch, you know, which is a, a ringing endorsement for a show. I know, but <laughs> that covers it. But uh what I'm seeing on paper seems like it's even more frustrating to see in, in real time. Uh, hopefully we can all just put that behind us. Rye bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. There was one time I came out of a watering hole in West Seattle. <laughs> and somebody, and, and this guy had been overserved. I came out of the restaurant and he goes, you're the, you're the Mariner guy? I go, yeah. And he goes, could you do Ken Griffey Jr.? And I said, Okay, so I did it, and he goes, you're a great man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Meredith podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So if you're like, all right, we've heard enough of the bitch fest, uh, I, and I do not like wrestling, this is your part of your, uh, this is your cue to uh, exit stage left if you do not want to. We'll see you soon. Uh, but yeah. I went to uh, WrestleMania down here in Los Angeles. The last WrestleMania I ever went to was actually at T-Mobile Park when it was called Safeco Field 20 years ago. So I haven't been to a WrestleMania in 20 years, and a lot has changed. There were some of the same faces there, but this one seems to be really trending on social media. Lots of things happen. Snoop Dogg, obviously, is a big story and some other things. Uh, what are some of the clips or what are some of those questions you got? You got some questions for me? I yeah, well, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I'm not the biggest wrestling fan, as you know. I mean, my favorite wrestler went into the Hall of Fame this last weekend, Stacey Keebler, so that must have been pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I, yeah, I see... Uh, Vince McMahon's son Shane was in a match, and um, Snoop Dogg took care of him, or he got injured, yeah. and something happened. So, Tell me about that. So Shane McMahon, who has not been on WWE television since uh, January of 2022, he was actually fired and let go by Vince in real life over something that uh, some backstage stuff about uh, producing and. Back then, so it was a big surprise to see Shane come out, and you know he was taking on Miz, and on an open challenge, and he, uh, you know, he they, he had Shane, or he had sorry Shane had the Miz, and he threw him into the ropes, and you know jumped over him, and when he came down, uh, or he leapfrogged him, and when he yeah. came down, he, I guess, tore his quad. Uh, Do you think that was real? Like he was very that was a hundred percent real. I I okay. listened to the press conference. He tore his quad, which also you can uh, go and look. Uh, his dad did the same thing. His Vince actually tore two quads at once in the ring, and uh, all you gotta do is Google that. So father like son, 
They've tore yeah, their those quads. jeans aren't very good. Yeah, they tore their quads and they everybody else around them had to improvise. And apparently Snoop Dogg got the memo or something and he came in there and he decked the guy and then he, you know, did his version of the the people's elbow. But listen, it was in Los Angeles. So <laughs> it you know, right there where Snoop's, you know, where he's from. Um, you know, and famously did the Super Bowl with Sorry, guys, my voice is uh, my voice is out for obviously from all the end. But he's, you know, he was the last famously there with Dr. Dre, you know, at the Super Bowl the year before. So, I mean, he's he's had a really good go here at SoFi. Um, that was a lot of fun. I was going to say, so as far, you know, you, you went 20 years ago. This was in Los Angeles, bigger stadium. How was the production value? Has it changed? Was it way better, oh, yeah. way it's, bigger? It's way how bigger. Was your, how was your seats? They were good. I, if I was at a football game, I would have been in like the fourth row on night one and the 16th row on night two. They're in the risers. My my advice to anybody going to WrestleMania is because it is a big, huge thing. But you got to remember the ring is – the set's big. It plays big that way. But the actual ring where the action is happening is probably somewhere near around home plate – uh, when it was at, or I'm sorry, at the 50 yard line, when I was at WrestleMania at Safeco field, uh, 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 the ring was at second base coming from um, uh, right center was the ramp. They didn't actually have a ramp. It was an aisle back then. Now. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, SoFi is a brand new stadium, probably the most state of the art stadium there is in the United States. So, I mean, that, that helped, uh, the crowds, I love going to wrestling crowds. I don't I don't care for a football crowd. The baseball crowd's a little bit different. And then I'd say like wrestling crowd is, you know, like I said, it's kind of like a, a cosplay. It kind of reminded me of the uh, World Baseball Classic. It's about the closest thing to the wrestling crowd. A lot of people dressing up. Um, I, you know, lots of kids are there. Um, lots of grown kids like me. But it isn't like a, a knockdown <laughs> a drag out, you know, drunken affair, like a football game. They're not hauling drunks out. You know, I didn't, I don't, I maybe saw one to two people that were maybe overserved out of the 161,000 plus that came in the two days. There didn't seem like there was any incidents. So, so that was good. And I want to say again, if you are a wrestling fan, you know that uh, I don't want to spoil it. So if you don't want to know, and you're going to go watch this on Peacock, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to give five, four, three, two. Okay, here comes the spoiler. Yes, Roman Reigns retained the title, which wasn't popular with the crowd. Everybody yeah, thought, I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Very controversial, huh? Yeah, I mean, there were Roman Reigns bloodline fans in there. I mean, I was going for Roman Reigns, but it seemed like Cody Rhodes was going to take home this title. It was... Ball on the one yard line. Sorry, Seahawks fans, you know, interception by, you know, Roman Reigns and company. It was sorry, Mariners fans. Uh, <clears throat> this was Robbie Ray <laughs> pitch. This was uh, Jeremy Pena's home run in the crowd. It just went all the air just went out of that place. And you could just hear the some of the uh, Roman Reigns fans, which were I would say maybe like 20% of the crowd. So it did feel like a, uh, a game that the home team just blew it to a hated road team. Wow. 
yes. So it was a lot of fun, uh, you know, as far as uh, expenses and things. I, I don't think it was any ex more expensive than a Mariners game. I, I think WWE does a good job of keeping some of the stuff lower, especially like merchandise that you're buying. Um, you know, SoFi's expensive though for you know drinks it's a for 22 ounce tall can it's like 19 dollars. you know it's a little bit i'd say a little bit more than t-mobile park but nonetheless it was fun it was a good escape i did think i was going to try to watch the games on um you know the mlb app but i i was too interested and invested in what was going on out there and like i said good I, decision I, yeah it was a good decision and WrestleMania couldn't have come on a better weekend for a Mariners fan. It, it sounds like, and listen, uh, this, if you're like, I really like some of this wrestling talk and want to hear it a little bit more in depth besides our regular show, we're going to start having other guests on and, um, it's probably going to probably drop it later this week and for sure next week. But in a couple of days, I'm going to be, uh, talking with Steve Miggs, you know, uh, and you know, you might know that name that's from BJ and Miggs on KSW he does the morning weekdays from five to 10, huge Mariners fan, huge, uh, uh sports fan, Seattle sports fan, uh, you know, w with us being under the Odyssey umbrella and KISW rock doing all their stuff. <laughs> got to say stuff, right? I'm talking about radio. Got to keep it clean. They do their stuff with Odyssey. So, and we have a mutual friend, CJ, who come, who helps us out quite a bit here on the show. Uh, introduced me to him and uh, was like, yeah, let's sit down and chop it up. Then I come to find out he's an indie wrestler, uh, wrestled in AEW, and he's a huge uh, wrestling fan. And he's a, he's a professional wrestler. He's a professional indie wrestler, wrestles around the uh, Pacific Northwest. So we're going to talk Mariner stuff, and we're going to talk a little bit about you know his uh, journey uh, in the radio business and talk a little bit about, uh, you know, his appearance. He was on AEW, uh, wrestling on, uh, TBS when they were up in climate pledge, uh, at the start of the year, he actually fought a guy named Jack Swagger. He's got a really fun story. He's going to tell about that. And, uh, yeah, we're going to start bringing on some, um, you know, important people, some, <laughs> some public, you know, figure types, uh, that we are going to periodically drop those episodes. You know, we'll sprinkle them around the, the series wraps. We're, this won't affect, hey, Myron, I'm just on here for the, the Mariners uh, baseball banter. You're still going to get that. These are just some fun extra things that we're going to start doing now. Um, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, sounds cool. I'll be, uh, be excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah, and listen the main vein is Mariners. I'm not going to bring anybody on here. That's not into the Mariners or baseball, but those episodes kind of stand on their own. If you want to go back through our catalog and check out a couple other ones like that. Again, we talk about Tom Hutler, uh, Mariners, legendary Mariners PA announcer. We had a great episode with him. We've had NBC's Carl Tart, who can bring him back. Uh, we've also had uh, captain Sean Dwyer from, the deadliest catch he's going to be coming back i believe uh this season at some point i'd love to talk to him again i, I didn't officially book him but i would assume he's going to come back and uh, chat with us he's a really nice guy so we're going to start doing these uh these extra episodes you know and if you like and you subscribe you'll know when they're coming out um 
or else just if you're not liking and subscribing you're like no i just want to go check myself we'll just check back in but anyways uh it's good to be back talking mariners baseball and uh you know not talking about controversial uh wins and losses with other wrestling fans that still don't quite understand it's it's a work it's not you know like the refs didn't really screw anybody uh versus baseball that would be fun what about robot umps what about robot uh referees in wrestling i don't know if that'll ever work but (laughs) something maybe ask steve so anyways we're gonna be back wednesday no we're gonna be recording we're gonna be back thursday with the angels wrap and uh a better guardians preview than what we probably did uh to start the season because we were just focused on the mariners in a vacuum is there anything you want to say handle before we get out of here no uh let's go hopefully win these next two against the angels and win a series yeah and remember we're here on the odyssey app or wherever else you're getting this podcast action from don't forget to like subscribe follow you know the drill we're on the social medias hit us up at rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com if you got something really lengthy and private and strongly worded to say other than that we're on twitter we're on facebook we're on instagram i think we've covered uh covered everything i gotta finish up the what's happening here on the wrestling fallout for monday night raw and get into the uh, mariners mode again tonight i gotta get into mariners mode i'm gonna go check out see what's going on social media we're gonna pull up some maybe some of our funny uh and sad and frustrating things for the next episode we'll have that already we'll see you on thursday hannah you know what time it is Thank you.